welcome back to Speak Truth to Life with your host, Pam Elsie. Hope everyone's doing well and that your week is going good. So I want to talk about something a little bit different today because once upon a time, I wanted to be a teacher. And as I look at a lot of teachers leaving a profession, a lot of them are entering uh, public service or just regular jobs. Um, it looks like the statistics of teachers leaving a profession, more than 270,000 teachers on average are expected to leave between 2016 and 2026. Um, and these uh, projections are through the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, BSL. Uh about 15% of teachers in the U.S. leave the profession every year. That's about 500,000. About 8% of teachers leave the profession every year, according to federal data. So the data is a little different depending on where you're pulling it from. Highest amount of people, uh, individuals turning over are special education teachers, science and math teachers. Those are the high risk for turnovers. And it... It, it's even you know, sad that teacher burnout within the first five years happens to 41.3% of all teachers in the United States. Um, I'm kind of glad that, you know, at some point, even though I really, you know, was going to go and teach, you know, I say in the early 2000s, I was a teaching artist. I, I worked as a a independent contractor for a literary organization where I went into schools and taught poetry. And I did that for eight years. I loved it. I had 300 students a year. And at some point, one of the educators had said to me, um, you should you know, try to get in the system. We need people like you. But I know I, I love freedom. Like if I'm going to work a regular job, it would be a regular job like a nonprofit public service, federal government. I, I wouldn't work well in the education system because of me wanting to advocate for students and um, the rules and regulations, the burnout and all the other stuff that I saw as a teaching artist, I would, you know, my first line of connection in the school is the front office. In the front office observing over those eight years, I saw teachers being burnt out, teachers not having enough money for things. Uh, myself, I had to spend money out of my pocket as a teaching artist to go and, you know, make copies of stuff. I mean, it wasn't provided. Like, I literally had to bring money. I was actually bringing not only money to the classroom to take care of, like, copies and going to Staples and Office Depot. Um, I also had to make sure I gave things to my students. And even though I was a, considered more like a guest lecturer that comes in once a week to different schools, um, I would see my students hungry. A lot of students didn't want to eat lunch. Sometimes I would be bringing in my own food and then kids would be like, ask me for food. They, they couldn't go off campus. It's, you know, I'm not going to say no to my students. So yeah, sometimes I would share my lunch things of that nature. And I also saw the disparities of 
what I would say common sense with some people who are supposed to be older that should be guiding our young people in a better situation and they're guiding them to violence. And I'm talking about these students, family members, their cousins, their siblings, and even maybe their mom or dad, because they will come to that front office and hats off to all the administrative staff in these schools around the country. They are not just dealing with attendance roles. They're dealing with violence in the schools. They're dealing with different things that are happening. People bringing stuff from the community to the school. It's a lot of stuff that's being brought. So as we transition to looking at this article that got my attention, the article is entitled, I left teaching and I went to Walgreens. A worker left education and makes more money. There have been so many people on social media talking about leaving education and they have more peace of mind. These people have gone into Walgreens, Walmart. Some of them are going to the federal government and being very successful and having better benefits and, and peace of mind. So let's look at this article. So, of course, you know, a lot of teachers are on social media discussing why they're quitting their careers in education. Uh, some of them uh, question, you know, their role as they're being bullied by students and dealing with stress and dealing with workload. That's crazy. Um, this TikToker, her name is Ruby. She stitched a response to another creator and uh, because another creator um, who's a millennial, her name is Millennial Miss Fritz, talked about going to work at Costco. Ruby echoed that same teacher's sentiment saying she opted to get a job at Wal Walgreens. She enjoys working it more than working in the education field. She's less stressed. She makes more money. And she did as a teacher. As we know, teachers don't get paid a lot of money. Um, this particular woman, from what I see, is that she makes a lot more money. She makes $29 an hour. And that, that was another reason why I decided I wasn't going to go into education because as a teaching artist, I made a lot more money. And I couldn't... Um, make it make sense for me to go from making what I was making to making nothing just to be an educator. But anyway, Ruby went viral. She had more than 18,600 views in her video, a thousand likes when it went up and quote, she says, listen, if you don't like the job you're in, just get out of it. <laughs> she says, peace of mind is worth it. So, you know, I relate so much because I love teaching. I went to Walgreens and I ended up making more. So you do what you got to do. Follow the Lord. And you know what? He's going to bless you, whatever you get, wherever you are. She added in the caption for the video that folks shouldn't feel some type of loyalty to their career path just because they're certified or earned a college degree to do so. It's not worth staying just because you went to college for it. And other people in the comments said things as well. Another person on TikTok said, left teaching, still trying to figure out where I'm going. My peace of mind is everything, though. Another person added, yes, I'm finally left after 25 years. It wasn't just teachers who felt undervalued. 
uh, another woman, she said, as a nurse, I feel this. And so uh, one person asked Ruby what her position at Walgreens was, asking if she decided to become a cashier for the drugstore. Ruby said she became a pharmacy tech. She, um, you know, and she she had um, to complete some examinations. And um, that is a honorable position, you know what I'm saying? So how bad is it for the states with dire need for educators, if you do want to do that? The states are California, Nevada, Washington, Arizona, Hawaii, Indiana, Washington, D.C., Virginia, Montana, and Nebraska. And again, I think people should do what they feel like they need to do. Um, I value the years in education that I had as a non, you know, I, I, I won't say I'm a, I was a full educator. I was like a guest lecturer slash literary teaching artist. My official title was literary artist in residence. <laughs> it's a long title, but um, I value those years. I had a great time and, you know, I went on to, teaching and working in programs where I would have to work with students. Um, I was a success coach for a educational organization in New York, and that was a fun position. And I also worked as an educational and career coordinator back in early 2000s, in like 2013, 2012, 13, with ages 16 and 24. But I, I, uh, what really impacted me not fully committing myself to go in and try to be a teacher is one, I got rejected by Teachers for America. And two, um, <laughs> two, I, uh, as, a, as a success coach, I was teaching at a school, like my career stuff um, with students. And one of the teachers, he was within year six and he said, I'm not gonna be here no more, Ms. Osby. He said, I can't take it anymore. I, I have resigned. And I, this is a guy that his class was perfect. When I see perfect, I mean, you come in the classroom, he had it organized. He had the students highly engaged. He had his classroom clean. Every student had a participate. There was no drama over phones. He was respected. And even as I came in and if they would get a little out of pocket, he was like, don't, he said, let, he said, I'm getting them together right now. And he gave them a look and those students got themselves together. And then I was able to do a 45 minute lesson with no issues. So when you have people like that, that were so committed, getting totally burnt out by the expectations of the education system, I can't imagine how hard it is now with all the complexities of, you know, political uh, society, books being banned, um, um, people's sexuality, gender, uh, and, you know, see, you know, critical race theory, all these other things. I can't imagine. I would not have survived at all. <laughs> so I say hats off to any teachers. I think that these uh, parents are going to have to find some solutions if they don't have the, te the students, the teachers that they need for their students, their, their children. They're going to have to get creative. There's nothing wrong with asking for information from your state on um, homeschooling your children for a few years until they get to high school or whatever it is that you want to do. 
I have family members who homeschool their children and all three of those kids have paths in education of their own. You know, one graduated, one still in school and one other person is in, in college and doing art stuff. They were homeschooled until high school and then they went to high school and then figured out, you know, graduated, you know, all that stuff. So I commend any teacher for finding peace after such a traumatic work environment. As a teaching artist, I had to deal with a lot of students who had mental health issues, disabilities, or just plain wanted to act it out in the classroom. Very disrespectful. I didn't, you know, and, you know, there's high standards for me as a teaching artist. I had to speak to these students with respect and be even killed. And uh, even if there was drama in the classroom, I had to do what I have to do to make sure that I'm professional at all times. It doesn't matter if this student's right or I'm, I'm right. I remember being frustrated. I remember telling my, um, my boss at the time, the coordinator, I was like, um, I'm, I don't want to go back in that classroom. I told her that. And I, I never said that out of eight years. I said it one time. And she was like, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. She said, it's not you. I said, yes, I know it's not me. <laughs> I mean, I loved and enjoyed teaching poetry, but it got too toxic for me. And so around 2008, they they were like, oh, you know, we, we invite you to come back another year, but we're not going to have a lot of schools. We have funding issues. That's when grants were going to, you know, because my job was funded by grants. And she was like saying, well, what are you going to do? And I told her I was leaving Chicago. I'm like, I'm going to New York for a year and we'll see what happens. You know, uh, I decided to leave and and stay in New York for almost a decade. It's crazy. So things worked out well by me taking the chance. And like those teachers, I had to start all over again, but I had peace of mind at the end of the day. I didn't have to worry about the things that I had to worry about. Even when I went in as a teaching guest lecturer in New York. Those classes were so great. Students were great. I didn't have to deal with the Chicago stuff. I don't know. <laughs> the New York schools that I was assigned to except for one was pretty good. So I, I, I think that any teacher that makes a decision to whether they go to the federal government, they go to work at Walmart or become a cashier or pharmacy tech, whatever it is that you do, go work at Costco. Your piece is very important. And having quality work-life balance and be able to go home and not have to work on curriculum on the weekends. I remember I didn't have a life when I was a, a teaching artist. I didn't. I was like, if I wasn't teaching, I had a two-hour commute each way. It was crazy. <laughs> I would come home and be working on documentation because you can't get paid without documenting everything. You have to make sure you... You have all your ducks in a rows. I have to scan over all the attendance rosters. And and I can't imagine what these teachers were doing on weekends. And if they have children and families and partners and husbands and whatever, it makes it very hard. So hats off to any teacher that made the decision that maybe teaching wasn't for them anymore. And yeah, you know, you, you got a teaching degree, but you can do a lot with it besides going into a classroom, you can be consulting, you can do a lot of different things is what I'm saying. So um, hats off to this woman. She did what she had to do to find her peace. And at the end of the day, everybody deserves to have their peace. That being said, 
I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Speak truth to life. Stay true to yourself. And hopefully the rest will follow. Be well.